You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. uncertainty that surrounds the workplace. It's well known that when things are uncertain, employment rights will suffer. So this week we're into the third and final week of our mini-series on suspensions and this week we're looking at what happens when you come back to work after a suspension. Now, when the employer is ready for you to return to work after a suspension, this shouldn't be a surprise to you. If your suspension has been handled in a fair way, where your employer is fulfilling their duty of care, your employer should have been having regular contact with you to keep you up to date on all aspects of your suspension and any subsequent disciplinary processes that may have come out of the reasons for your suspension. And what this means is that once you are suspended, your employer should have regularly reviewed your suspension and given you reasons for your continued suspension if that is what needed to happen. Then, following on from these regular reviews, your employer will be the first to know that the disciplinary matters related to you have been dealt with so that your employer is then able to tell you when the reasons for your suspension are no longer live and consequently when you should be returning to work. Now here, the return to work also falls under the employer's duty of care. Remember, in last week's episode, we spoke about suspensions not being a punishment. And that being the case, keeping you on suspension longer than necessary would rightly be considered a failure of your employer's duty of care towards you and would open up the opportunity for you to take a range of reasonable responses to that failure. But in any case, you're now back at work and likely feeling one of two emotions. Either you can feel relieved that your misconduct has been resolved and you still have a job, or you have been vindicated in relation to the allegations against you and you are returning to work triumphant. Or, on the other hand, you can be returned to work and feel really upset about how you have been treated or about the length of time you have been away from the business and the impact this could have on your performance and or your standing in the company. In circumstances where you are returned to work relieved and contented, you should still expect your employer to have a return to work meeting with you to iron out any final issues related to the misconduct and or to your suspension. And that meeting should also look at 
the expectations of your conduct, your practice or your performance once you are returned to work. Our advice here is that if you are given any new expectations, let's say around line management responsibilities or changes to instructions for completing your work, you should ask for those changes to be given to you in writing so that everyone is clear about what is expected of you. The letter you should ask for could also include things like communication and behaviour expectations or any restrictions your employer may have placed on you in relation to your return to work and any expectations surrounding those restrictions. And finally, that letter can include any subsequent employment rights or duty of care responsibilities that you may be entitled to, like, for example, requesting that your employer offer mediation as an expression of their duty of care, as a way to smooth out any lasting sourness or upset between your colleagues and you. A good employer will want to do as much as possible to remove any awkwardness or nervousness that might be around for you, because doing this will help you to get back into the swing of things at work, and as soon as that happens, you will be on your way back to previous performance levels. Now, we also live in the real world, and in that real world, you may be returned to work, but still unhappy with the way your employer has dealt with your suspension, or you are unhappy with the way your employer has dealt with the disciplinary matters against you. And because of this, you may well be considering making a complaint about this, or if you have already lodged your grievance and you are still unhappy either with the outcome of the grievance or the pace at which the grievance is moving, you may well be considering lodging an employment tribunal application to ask a judge to look at the way you feel you have been treated. Now, aside to this, you will need to consider how you are likely to feel having to return to work in an environment where you might still hold a degree of hostility towards your employer and or your colleagues. And you are going to have to try to remain civil whilst your complaint is being investigated or whilst your complaint is making its way through the tribunal court system or whilst your employer is arranging that mediation meeting. So whether you are back at work and happy or you are back at work and unhappy, whilst you wait for things to smooth themselves out or for your complaint to work its way to a conclusion, there are six actions you should take to ensure your return from suspension runs as smoothly as possible. And we'll look at those now. The first is to communicate professionally and responsibly with your employer because this will minimise any opportunity for miscommunication or minimise anyone trying to make further allegations against you. Remember, not everyone may be happy that you are back at work and if you feel that allegations have been falsely made against you, 
People will be watching you to look for opportunities to make further false allegations against you. The second action is to make sure your employer is clear with you about what is expected of you and that you are clear in your understanding of what the expectations mean for you. If you are not clear, ask for clarification and get that clarification in writing. The third action is to avoid being alone with your accuser. If the reasons for your suspension involved allegations made against you by a colleague, for example, things like being accused of harassment or bullying, or being involved in a romantic entanglement that went wrong, or even accusations of violence, for things to run smoothly when you return to work, it's best where possible to avoid being alone with that particular colleague or any of their close friends to minimise opportunities for further allegations or false allegations to be made against you. And we would add that if you do have to have conversations with particular colleagues that you are wary of, remember to always back up any conversation you have with an email identifying what was discussed and what was agreed. This will prevent any misunderstandings or confusions later on. Action four is to know your employment rights. When you return to work, you may feel that your most vulnerable time of facing a further allegation or risk of dismissal is when you return from suspension because the light of scrutiny and suspicion is on you in a more focused way. If you feel this way, it's important for you to know your employment rights. Just because you are coming back from suspension, this is not a reason for you to be deliberately pressured into making mistakes or antagonised or targeted so that you react in a negative way. Baiting you to force a reaction would be something you would complain about. So be alert and try to read what is happening around you. The fifth action is to be apologetic where appropriate. If you were guilty of misconduct, be apologetic and assure your managers that you're going to do better in the future. If there is not already an actionable plan in place to improve your performance or your conduct so that the misconduct doesn't occur again, then ask for a plan. You want to present a capable, competent appearance to your managers to ensure them you are back at work and ready to give your best to your job. And finally, at number six, abide by any restrictions placed on you. These restrictions may be inconvenient for you. They may also be equally inconvenient for your colleagues. Dedication to abiding by these restrictions, however, will assure your managers that you are committed to doing what's necessary to restore your place in the company and going forward with you having a much better view of what is expected of you. Whether the restriction is that you are unable to be alone with a specific individual or that you are unable to enter certain areas unsupervised 
or that you may even be moved to another department. Be gracious and stick to the restrictions. The better you are about adhering to the rules, the sooner your position will return to normal. Finally, in all cases of returning to work, record, record, record. Keep records of everything that happens so that if you need to recall anything, you have the information to hand. The best way to do that is to buy yourself a second page a day diary. And then it's easy enough for you to take that diary to work and just record anything that's important on the specific day that it happens. That way you will have the information to hand when you need it. And that's it for this week. Our takeaways for this week are that if you are returned to work after a suspension, you need to be alert to the next steps you may have to take, irrespective of whether you are found innocent of allegations made against you or the allegations against you have been proven. The key is to know what is expected of you. As usual, you can find all our support links at the bottom of the show notes where you're listening to this podcast episode. And remember to like, comment, subscribe and let others know about the podcast. We would really appreciate this. Until next week, have a great Employment Rights Week. Bye for now.